Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. Guys, welcome back to Get Up and Grow Girl. You know I am such a big advocate of the fact that our bodies are the vessel, they are the starting point, they are the most important thing that allows us to go on and do everything that we want to do. And as much as possible, I'm always banging out my your body is a machine and life is a long haul journey analogy. And yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one. And you know when you're feeling just a bit sluggish, a bit shitty, you're just not feeling in good health physically, but then also mentally, because I think the two are definitely interconnected. And it's one of those cycles where you don't feel good in your body, you don't feel physically good, you don't feel well, maybe you don't feel in optimum health. And then you don't achieve what you want to achieve, you don't perhaps bring your best game to whatever it is that you're doing. And then you thus feel worse and you feel worse physically, you feel worse mentally, and it becomes a downward spiral. So I just wanted to put out a very quick episode today, talking to you as if I was talking to my clients, and sharing five quick tips that you can do to kickstart your health, get yourself out of a rut if you are in one. And these are, I'm going to try and make these easy things. So I'm not going (laughs) to write you a complex plan of what you have to do in the gym, specific exercises. It's quick, easy things to just change up your lifestyle and give you a kick up the butt. So firstly, just get outside. Just get outside. Being in fresh air, get some vitamin D on your skin. I know that that's sometimes a bit harder in the UK, but it does exist even if you have to wear a big coat to actually receive it. The light is still there. And just getting outside, getting the fresh air, physiologically speaking as well, like your lungs get their fresh air in, but also just the feeling of getting out and getting away from the space that you're constantly in can really refresh you. I always feel like this when I'm in the house all day or I've been like, or I've stayed in most of the weekend, which to be honest, rarely happens because I really need to get out. But I sometimes feel quite down. My body feels like lethargic, but equally I I mentally start to get very drained And then I step outside and I always say this, no matter how bad I feel, when I step outside and I feel the light on my face, it's instantly like something has lifted off of me. Coming back to the science behind it, it's not all just, oh, I feel this, I feel that. But again, physiologically speaking, fresh air helps the airways of your lungs to dilate more fully. Fresh air improves the cleansing action of your lungs. When you exhale and you breathe out through your lungs, you release all the toxins Therefore, that is why you feel sharper, you feel more energetic, because they're not holding you back anymore. Secondly, on a similar thread, just start walking. You don't need to go to the gym. I mean, of course, I'm a massive advocate for the gym, and I 100% would advise all of you to start lifting. But what I'm saying is that these first five steps, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, let's run before we can walk. So on the days that you're just feeling shitty, you feel like there's no way I've got a gym session in me today. There's no way I can face walking into the gym. What you can do is just walk. 
Funnily enough, walking is one of the things that sometimes makes the biggest difference with my clients, that just getting their step count up can be what boosts a plateau of weight loss to suddenly starting to see the momentum again. So again, physically, when you're walking, you are expending energy, you are doing exercise, so you get the endorphins flowing, you feel increased energy, you feel less stressed. So mentally, it has has a great impact as well, but also you're getting your heart pumping. Number three. Now this one might be some tough love, but you know I'm the tough love girl, so brace yourselves. Watch the sugar. I know that it's very popular at the minute on Instagram, on social media, to do the food comparisons, to say that this food is the same as this food, um, you know, a piece of fruit is the same as gummy bears, and so on. But the truth is, it's not. It's just not. It doesn't mean that you can't eat gummy bears occasionally, it's not going to kill you, you don't need to beat yourself up about it, 100% agree on that. But the fact is, one, is made from, is well, it's a natural product, and we are made to, to consume it, and the other one is artificial, and is made from artificial products that our bodies are not actually made to consume. The effect on our guts is different, and that is just the truth. I know that it's not popular but it is the truth. So watch the sugar, watch the artificial and processed foods that you're putting in your body. We all like to have cheats and treats and that's fine. Nobody eats perfect all the time and you don't need to. But if you are feeling sluggish and you're not feeling great, just removing some of that processed stuff and just eating real food. And yes, I do believe there's a difference between real and not real food then you'll be surprised how it makes you feel. A lot of the time, initially, you will crave that stuff. You, if, you, if you start to remove it, you'll kind of crave it a little bit. But what I find is the more I eat wholesome foods, I don't fancy it. So say I, I wanted to eat a pizza or I wanted to eat some a chocolate cake um, and instead I decide to have some 70% chocolate and some strawberries. I don't really fancy it. I fancy the the really sugary saucy chocolate cake and I I don't feel like eating the other alternative but then I eat it and actually you do feel f- fulfilled and the cravings start to subside because your body has actually got something more fulfilling. With clients as well this can remove things like headaches. Headaches are very common from a lot of sugar sometimes you don't even realize that you're having them because you're so used to it it's just a general feeling of what's the word um lack of clarity like a brain a brain fog and this is all based on science we know that this is related to the gut but I think because it's quite a complicated topic not everybody understands it including myself it's, it's far too complex for me to fully understand and explain uh, especially in the course of this episode but if you are interested in hearing more about it I follow on Instagram Dr Mark Hyman and he busts a lot of the myths that are out there and just explains in layman's terms and he also has loads of inspo for healthy food and things that you can eat to nourish your body. Number four, watch the blue lights. This one is very very difficult especially for myself. We live in the digital era, if you're listening to this you're probably a podcaster, maybe an instagrammer, we we are glued to our phones so it is really really difficult but it makes such a difference. Often if you're struggling to sleep a big part of that can be that you're quite wired when you get into bed without even knowing it, maybe subconsciously. I don't know about you, but my general routine when I get home from work is to eat, 
and then to sit in front of the TV and just unwind, that's the way that I think that I switch off. And if I don't do that, it feels like I haven't had my time to unwind and that I couldn't possibly just get straight into bed because I've literally just come in. So I don't know what like pe- other people do or what, what we think is a normal routine um, because I feel like most people come in and watch TV to unwind. And that's fine. Obviously, we live in 2019. But then what I'll do is get hooked onto something. I'll sit there with my phone and the TV on watching both, maybe even sometimes on my laptop as well, internet shopping. And I will just be, I'll just feel very, again, unclear. And I'll feel that I can't concentrate on anything. I probably couldn't tell you what's happening on the TV. I'm feeling stressed trying to reply to my messages whilst keep up with the TV and do my online shopping. It's just that rabbit in the headlights feeling where you feel you can't really focus on any one thing. And you can't quite find your sense of calm so firstly I'll do that and then secondly I may get into bed and continue the process by setting up my laptop to watch something and browsing my phone we know this isn't good we're told a lot that this isn't good for our bodies but it's just a habit that you easily fall into and it's probably so normal that we don't even realize its effects but actually if you ever have nights where you have lots of vivid dreams or you're half asleep and you feel that you're half aware, especially if it's related to things that you were doing on your phone or your laptop. So if you were texting somebody, I know that whoever I was texting, when I'm asleep, I keep sort of dreaming that they've replied, imagining I'm checking my phone and that I'm replying, and that that sense of reality and my sleep intertwine, and I can't leave reality, go unconscious, and be asleep and maybe dream dream deeply or something instead I have these half dreams I call them where you're not asleep but you're not awake you're just in this middle ground and then I do wake up feeling very unrested I feel agitated um so if you feel that if you struggle to drift off once you do put your phone down really I would recommend this to anyone but I guess if you have an issue with your sleep or you're noticing it or you're noticing that you do sleep and you wake up you don't feel refreshed the blue lights can make such a difference if you stop with the blue lights about an hour before you go to bed and try not to even bring them in your room, I did this for about two months. And to be honest, I have slipped back into sometimes doing these bad routines again. But when I did this for about two months, I felt so much better. I slept like a baby. I would pass out and then just wake up in the morning fresh, actually open my eyes just before my alarm and be like oh I still have time to sleep and just kind of feel that I could get up and feel energetic whereas when I do stay up late on my phone I definitely notice that feeling where I wake up in the morning and I feel that there's no way I could get out of bed I feel that I haven't even slept just ultimate fatigue and as we know our body needs to sleep to do all of the processes that it needs to do so of course if you don't get it then we're not going to function optimally and we're not going to feel good we're going to continue what I will now call the shitty cycle, where it just gets worse and it spirals all the way down. Now this last one might seem a bit abstract. I've talked so much about food, about nutrition, about lifestyle, that it might seem a little bit of an outlier, but it is one that I really believe in and it just shows how the topics intertwine. And it's gratefulness. And when people used to say gratefulness to me, I just didn't really understand it it's a feeling. So I'd be like, how do I make myself feel a feeling? I didn't, I didn't think that was possible. But 
the way I see it now is actively practicing gratitude. So firstly, it might seem strange that I would suggest that gratitude will help you with your health. But what we know is that the mind-body connection is so powerful, so strong that when you're not feeling in good mental health, it links on and shows in the body and vice versa. So gratitude is something I think helps with mental health a lot. It's all about perspective and perspective and perception creates our realities. So if you are feeling down or sluggish or even in poor health, the way that I like to do it, I know a lot of people say they write gratitude lists and I think to be honest each of you will have your own unique way which feels normal to you and you can't force someone else's routine but the principle remains relevant. So for me I don't really often sit down and write a list. I don't know why I just I guess I'm a a person that likes to keep moving and maybe it has something to do with that. Usually when I'm walking to work, when I'm going over the bridge, as I'm looking at the view of the London eye and, and the sky and whatever it's doing on that day, I just use that time to think, wow, how grateful I am to live here. And then as I'm doing that and as I'm walking, I just then go through my head and think of five or six things that I'm grateful for that day. And it's become a ritual now where when I'm doing that I feel this the pressure ease off I feel like my body rise up as if I'm suddenly feeling more uplifted and because I do it every day it's now got to the point where just walking over that bridge without even having started thinking consciously about what I'm grateful for I start to feel uplifted because my body knows this is where we start to feel uplifted so you create these patterns for yourself and I think it's a good idea to implement these into daily life. So find a place, a time, a routine where you practice gratitude and then it becomes almost second nature. Eventually you don't have to think about it, not to the same level. So sometimes when I'm feeling really bad, when I've had really low mental health days, I will sit and actually physically write a list and consciously do it. But it doesn't have to be that extreme for those of you that are thinking it's a little bit too much for you, you don't think that you're as in touch in that way, or as spiritual, I suppose, could be the word. It doesn't have to be like that, it can literally be just walking to work, on the tube, let yourself zone out, and just think about something that you're grateful for. So just a very short and snappy message to you today, that will hopefully help you when you are having one of those days, and give you the boost that you need. But if you start to implement these on the regular, I really, really assure you that your health and your general feeling of well-being will remain consistent and you'll be surprised at how fewer of these sluggish and bad days you have. I've seen it with myself, I've seen it with countless clients, just getting these little things going and they, they turn into a catalyst for so much more. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and if you like the podcast and you would take two minutes just to leave a review right now, That would mean so much because it really, really, really does help to help more people find us. So until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye.